What's going on guys? Welcome back to People Playing Games. It has been quite a while and I apologize for the hiatus. I wish there was some grand reason why, but honestly, I've just been playing a lot of video games and eating a lot of ice cream and just trying to live the best life that I can. But what a way to come back. This week we have someone who, in my opinion, is one of the best games critics in the business right now. He's also a prolific motion designer and most importantly, a fellow Bronx native. Yusef Cole, how's it going, man? Hey, happy to be here. I don't realize I don't I didn't realize you're from the Bronx. Yeah, I am. I uh, grew up in Pelham Bay. Nice. Good to have another. Very, very infrequently, you meet another Bronx person. Yeah, it's it's super true. So glad glad we have that connection right off the bat. So as obviously as people listening home can tell, we're we're both in New York right now. Uh, I hope you're staying warm and dry. We've got this weird <laughs> kind of thunder snow thing going on. Yeah, weather is pretty wild. Um, I mean, I'm pretty lucky. I, I'm not working this week at, a, at like outside of my house, so I'm just hunkering down. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah. Luck, lucky enough to work from home today. Just just me and my dog hanging out, making things happen. Um, but yeah, for for the folks that don't know who you are, could you talk a little bit about what you do? Sure. Um, I yeah, as you mentioned, I both work in motion graphics, so doing kind of animation for commercials and television like uh, network graphics and whatever needs moving on screen and then um, I also write freelance game criticism articles kind of they you know following a wide range of subjects but usually just covering a game that I'm playing and then kind of trying to find a unique take on it that reaches further out of the game sphere into like more of a you know um sociological political like framework so i'm kind of like trying to broaden the discussion around games in my writing more often than not yeah absolutely speaking of which uh any recent project yours you'd like to to shout out and and call people to yeah i just wrote a essay for bullet points monthly which is this game site on the smaller side but they do really cool work and they mainly focus on shooters it's kind of their particular um i guess focus even though they kind of have good opinions about many games but just like that's the, the way the site works and they just covered metro 2033 and metro last light last mm. month and so they invited me to write a piece about it so i wrote about metro 2033 and basically used it as a jumping off point to talk about like neighborhood segregation and white flight in america in the post-war period <laughs> So kind of like really um, a perfect example of like what I try and go for in my writing was just like trying to really like, you know, take a chance and, and write something that's pretty like like no one's ever going to come up with, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it definitely shows in your work. And as you mentioned, you know, you do try to tackle things from more of a societal and, and kind of um, political and sometimes personal point of view. So what inspired you to start writing about video games in the first place? I've always liked writing and like for in college, I, I I did a film major, but it was kind of in a cross with the English major. So I was always writing essays and stuff. And I definitely, that was a good, a big part of, or a big point of enjoyment for me when I was in school. And I didn't have an outlet for it afterwards because, um, you know, I just like didn't really, um, I was focused more on, um, on the film industry and kind of trying to break in there and, you know, wound up in motion graphics. And that was like kind of my focus for a good 10 years. 
and um, I've, but I've always like been into games and been playing them, you know, most of my life. And I think, yeah, I just little by little, like started writing about them and finding some reception here and there and just like found some creative pleasure in being able to, you know, think more about the game than the A to B experience, like whether it was fun or, you know, worth the 60 bucks and then like kind of being able to move beyond that um, point of discussion and like, and dig into games, like in the way that I had dug into books and films, like when I was in college was really satisfying. So I just kind of, a lot of it's like internally driven, obviously like games writing isn't like a luxurious career. Like you don't really, certainly not, you know, um, get a lot of, money or props or what have you maybe yeah. some props but no money so yeah you know some, some free games yeah some free sometimes games. a t-shirt exactly but you got to play the game and review it so it's not really the, the freeness of it is very um suspect i would say i agree <laughs> um but uh yeah no it's like definitely something that i just i don't know yeah i tapped into like my my uh original urge to write and like and get into that sphere of, of of production of creating words on, on paper and like combine that with like liking to play games and how did you end up breaking into the industry and in terms of kind of catching the eye of of bigger outlets and you know you've been published on waypoint and on winnable and, and lots of other places so was there one specific moment that you feel like kind of put your writing on the map that's a good question. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of interesting. It's hard to track your progress in the field mm-hmm. of games because, you know, first there's Twitter, but that's a very insular, insular community and like and like kind of bounded to click. So you're not always sure like who's reading your stuff. Like you might just get retweeted by all your friends and you're like, oh, I'm doing well, but it's actually just like a small group of people. Right, right. Um, but I mean, it was like Waypoint was a good example uh, it's, I think things happen in, in waves and like kind of steps versus like a linear progression. Cause like when Waypoint started, like I was already friends with Austin from just like seeing him at different um, gaming events. Like I met him at Indica- Indicate a few times and like Gamer X. And um, yeah, he was just like, I know you're right. You, sh- you know, just pitch me, like kind of encouraged me to pitch, even though it was like, you know, it was like a big site. So like I knew I, I kind of ha- like had like, a friend in a high place, so to speak. So I just like, right. was just like, I'm going to, you know, um, kind of, uh, nail on this particular angle until I can like make some, some headway. And it did take a while because like they were super in- inundated when they started just like with pitches and trying to, and getting your, getting their, their workplace together. But yeah, you know, yeah, I think they started, they picked up a few of my pieces and I think just like whenever waypoint picks up a piece, it kind of blows up like beyond what it would in another site just right. of the um, caliber. So like that kind of, I, th- I think that bounced off and, and um, cause I know like right after I, I co-wrote a game with Tanya, Tanya DePas, who's like in the game space and she, had, and we wrote a piece about like black skin in games and like kind of, um, how they're how they're like linked to the history of photography and film in terms mm. of like um, not like uh, um, kind of not getting the focus of technological rigor and 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 for that reason like kind of not being properly represented beyond simply like putting up a, a black character on screen like it's also like the the people making the software and and uh, the art the art assets 
aren't really aware of like what black skin should look like or how it should behave and treat it the same way as white skin. And then it kind of gets underlit, which is something that happens in film all the time. And it's only recently kind of like getting more addressed because it's like a lot more shows by black creators coming out. And so that was like a fun, really like challenging, but very rewarding piece to write. And I think right after that, I had like a pitch to unwinnable and like was like, Hey, look, I made this piece for waypoint. And I feel like that kind of like, maybe it was just something right. I feel like it helped me like, um, uh, tell, like let them know I was a serious writer. And yeah, then I just kept writing and it's, um, it really, it's like rolling a slow ball forward. Like, you know, you just have to not give up and like be lucky and, and, um, and, and, you know, be good, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but um, being, being good is kind of important. Being good is helpful. And yeah, like even now I'm like, you know, I, it's, it's always a tenuous state. You're like, if, you know, I could stop tomorrow and that'd be the end of my career. Like, so mm-hmm. like, um, it's, I'm always like, I always feel like it's like something that feels like it's perpetually in flux, but it's also in flux in a good way because that's kind of what I'm here for. Like I, while I really enjoy motion graphics, it's also like, um, I'm pretty like stable in it cause I've like been doing it for so long. So like right. get as much of a sense of challenge from it. So like, I, I like that aspect of being in the ground floor or something and being able to like kind of stake out your own place and like your own, you know, your own identity and like, you're like just yeah crafting something completely completely new and to you and and you know hopefully like bringing your new perspective to other people so like, absolutely it's like been a big draw for me awesome and and kind of speaking of bringing a new perspective to people i think you know some of your more popular pieces or at least the pieces from my perspective that have kind of blown up obviously the the cuphead story um kind of examining some of the some of the uncomfortable racism behind you know the history of that game's art style and i also really liked your injustice piece um kind of about just the many flaws with uh superman and batman's approach to justice in that game so when you're when you are putting these pieces out um that are you know very smartly critical of these these huge triple a games do you get a lot of blowback from from fans of those games just saying like you know you're wrong why can't you just enjoy the game blah 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 not really. So far, I've been pretty lucky. Like, I mean, I'm sure part of it's because I'm a dude. <laughs> like, you just kind of, I feel like it's easier to fly under the radar sometimes. Yeah. Especially in this, like, post-Gamergate world. Um, but, yeah, I think it's really um, a, a matter of, yeah, kind of not being on the radar or whatever site is <laughs> or whatever groups of people are, like, looking to, like, make a ruckus. Like, I know, I mean, Cuphead definitely, like, caused... A, an uh, uproar but like i just turned my mentions to people i follow and it was fine <laughs> like it was just like which is kind of key. just the way that's kind of the way to do it in general yeah it's it's <laughs> been much better since then and for yeah. the most part people are like have been respectful and like i haven't um run into too many like issues i mean like the one of the um more notable times something like there was like a, a response was when i like um, wrote a piece for Waypoint about like prison architect and like um, it, was a, it, was for, it was part of like their prison week um, series of pieces or it was actually it came out they reposted it for that so it came out a little earlier but essentially it was um, talking about like uh, the prison protests that were happening in like different prisons around the country in the U.S. and like and talking about a prison architect which is a simulation of a prison and like kind of you build it out kind of like a theme hospital sort of game where you are just running a 
the small or prison, small or large prison that like with all the things involved, like the economy and the moving of people. And, um, but it also like, you know, as, as any simulation is missing, um, it doesn't have all, like it, it doesn't cover certain parts of it. Like it, 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 it comes with its own point of view and its own like limitations. And one of those is just like not covering, not, not, not having the ability for prisoners to protest their, um, conditions in a way that is, um, uh, I guess, short of rioting because like in the game they riot and kind of very it's like i think a lot of the games inspired by like hollywood motifs of prisons which mm-hmm. is like how they actually are which the developers have admitted um and anyway like they they basically made a whole like response video to it because they like do a lot of videos <laughs> um about that like, kind of about the developer process but they like made yeah like a whole response video so i was like oh that's crazy to like have my name spoken in this like response video that they dedicated all this time to like talking about and they're defending themselves, but I mean, they were doing it in a respectful way. So like, it wasn't like a big deal. I was like, it was kind of interesting, interesting to be like, to have, to be in that position. Just like, um, I think, and that was, that's kind of the best case scenario of having like mm-hmm. somebody disagree with you. Yeah. Especially today. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I think I've been really lucky with that. Um, and like, cause yeah, I, I, I don't. There's not like, I mean, the big thing from Gamergate was just like people leaving and it was really like, um, leaving the industry and it was like really depressing because these are like talented and, and unique voices. But yeah. the fact of the matter is it's not worth it. <laughs> like if you're getting like death threats and being inundated with hate every time you post something. Right, right. Um, it's just, yeah, like that's just not the, the balance. You know, it's not worth sacrificing your own like safety and, and uh, mental health. But I've been like, lucky in that i've been able to write pretty freely so like as long as that stays this stays the same way i think i'll keep doing it awesome doing it yeah uh that's super encouraging and uh definitely hope you keep doing it because you are not just a game critic you are an award-winning game critic you actually uh recently took home uh, the new york video games uh new york video game awards journalism award which full disclosure i'm part of that group i did vote on that award uh, but how did how did it feel to uh, have something you wrote kind of recognize on on that kind of stage? It was definitely really awesome, and I you know I appreciate the vote of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, because like the people I I was you know um, who were in my category were also like are all really talented and like doing amazing work, and so like getting to I think participate in that was awesome, and just the, the award show itself like um, certainly like lends a sense of validation to like what I've been working on and like it's kind of a really good milestone to be like okay yeah like this feels good like I feel like um I'm I'm on the right track and like people are recognizing what I'm doing and yeah just like it's really nice to have that um that validation and like a a sense of accomplishment that comes from it um yeah it's 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 interesting because like you just don't really know what even if like a piece you're writing is going to blow up to that extent (laughs) like the Cuphead piece, whereas like right. it came out of just like me, you know, ranting about it on Twitter and then Stu from Unwinnable being like, hey, you want to write it a piece? <laughs> I'm like, all right. Like it was just like not one of my more um, planned pieces. Like and then I kind of um, use that as an opportunity to like dig in further and like actually make and actually it's it's been a it's been a good like 
almost blueprint for moving forward because I, I, when I like covered the game, I was like, I want to make sure I have a, a really good understanding of the history because I can't like, this is like a, a big game. The developers work really hard in it. Like I don't want to like talk about, talk out of my ass about it. So mm-hmm. like I read a lot about it and like did a lot of research and kind of approached almost like an academic level of, of, um, of, uh, kind of essay writing. And I've been going back to that a little bit and like trying to, yeah, do more research and do more outside of games research and trying to like, because I, because I think it's like, it really helps get a wider, more holistic like understanding of a subject than if you just like play the game and read a few articles online. And, mm-hmm. and it's a ton, ton of more work. But I think also like I'm in a unique position where I can do that because like I'm like, my, my, you know, I'm freelancing in animation and like that's like my main line of work and like it um, allows me the, some, sometimes like the off days, the off weeks to just like buy a book or get it from the library and just like read through it and like get like a lot more information than if I was just like kind of hustling articles every day. Uh, right. So yeah, like since I'm not like staff at a publication, like where I would have to like produce in a much greater volume. So I want to like try and find like I'm trying to like figure out that my niche, which is a big thing. Where I'm like, you know, how do I like I you know I can consider myself a freelance writer definitely, but I'm not like a freelance writer in the sense that I'm like hustling to, you know, um, publish as many articles as possible to like make ends meet. Like I can right, you're not turning out a bunch of news or yeah, so I can make ends like that ends from elsewhere. So I'm like, how do I like use use that to the advantage of my writing? Like how do I like um make my pieces um how does it help my pieces be more unique basically because i'm like i can spend more time on them and like they can be a bit more of a labor of love than if i was just like yeah just churning out pieces yeah it definitely shows that that you do your homework in a lot of these pieces and of what you've done so far do you have a favorite an article yeah i definitely have ones that are i'm especially pleased with like i really like like I mentioned the Black Sitting Games article, I think that's been, that was like a really um, important article for me because it was like, it was, it was like one of the first times that, yeah, I kind of had to do legwork and research and like figure out what I was talking about. Um, and like, so I'm like, oh yeah, this is like, this was like worth it. This was like this like accomplishment where I feel like I advanced the discussion by combining um, knowledge from like another medium and, and and like history and, and other historical facts with video games and then like um create something new out of that and like so that like the black city games piece was like really like important important to me in that respect because it's just like kind of almost like a trial by fire because it was like really hard to write because <laughs> it's like yeah i only know so much about like game graphics and like um the the in like the the technology behind like you know lighting and like we also did a bunch of interviews with developers and like, so it was just like, it was like a big project. And then, um, yeah, probably I think about also, um, or essay, I wrote an essay like last October for Zam, um, about Destiny 2 and like Soraya Hawthorne and like how she's kind of this like token minority character, but also like this Sherpa character. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of like thought, like, I, I kind of com- talked about actual Sherpas and like, um, the similarities and parallels between her characters and her character and theirs. And like, um, it was kind of this like natural, it just like, it was both easy to write and like, and like challenging to like fit, like apply the framework 
that that existed for Sherpas and like talk about it in terms of like a game like Destiny, which is like just like challenging the the conventions of like a hero journey and like and a hero's journey and like the fact that the hero is like exalted and every character works to like make them feel better and then like, you you forget about the ones the people that you left behind and people that you know have may may have other priorities to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like a fun piece and yeah, I mean, I yeah I <laughs> I like them all. They're all you know they're good. I I hope that you know I, I keep making pieces that are like better and better, right? Like. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a good goal to have. Yeah, like it's nice. Yeah, it's like I think that's like where I'm hoping to to get to eventually, or just like like I'm proud of what I've done so far, but I also like want to make them look like trash <laughs> in a few months <laughs> or something. I also make right, really right. amateur or something like that's the that's the dream. Yeah, it's a good dream. I think you could do it. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. So uh, <laughs> before we move forward, I actually want to turn the clock back a little bit and uh, just, just talk about your gaming origins, uh, what got you into video games in general. So what's the first game you ever played? I think the first game was probably um, the the Mario, Mario Bros. for Nintendo because um, I got a Nintendo or I got an NES like with for Christmas with my brother and we kind of just, that was like the game, that and Duck Hunt. Um and yeah, I think that's like the system where we first started gaming. I mean, there might have been some like one of those like little like tiger games <laughs> beforehand. Oh man, yeah, I'm pretty sure I had the Street Fighter Two one. Nice, yeah, those are pretty sick. <laughs> those are uh, awesome. Those should make a comeback. The two moves you can make, yeah, you can just put, put, put it on your, <laughs> get a get a, yeah, you can like get a watch. Be dope. Be awesome. Um, yeah, so I started with that, and um, yeah, I was like a big. Um, for some reason, like my parents got us a Genesis, <laughs> so like we like, kind of like switched gears from Nintendo Genesis like halfway through, and that like marked a lot of my you know early uh, or my late childhood kind of mm-hmm. playing. Yeah, Mortal Kombat, like Mortal Kombat was my jam, like and uh, whatever was whatever game we can afford on the Genesis, like. Yep. And then uh, you know, um, uh, yeah, played consoles until college essentially actually i got a i started getting into pc gaming in high school um like i had a good friend who was like into computer gaming and he like turned me on to it and like we were like actually really big into like marathon which was like a like a precursor to to um halo yeah and like just we're love that game like and i think it was like that period was like a big not it was, like influential not only influential in a lot of ways but like I mean, we, it was kind of like the first time I got into like art, like art and graphic design and because we like made a mod for like Marathon because like Marathon like, wow, that's support, awesome. like supports mods pretty well. Like they have a whole, yeah. they have a whole community behind it. Like they like release software. You can like change all the, all the textures and make your own maps. And yeah, so we were kind of like made our own game and like that involved like, yeah, getting, I don't know if we had Photoshop. We had some kind of image editing software. And like, <laughs> whatever it was at the time exactly and just like kind of messing around on the computer like every you know all, all uh friday night instead of like going on partying and yeah so like that yeah i played a lot of marathon and like quake um and like the quake games like all those were like pretty impactful when i was in high school oh yeah um yeah and then like college i didn't i didn't play as much just because it's like 
a lot of schoolwork, a lot of partying. Like it just yeah. went, yeah, I wound up like kind of skipping those, those years. And then afterward, um, yeah, once I started like working again, that's when I like, um, bought an Xbox 360 and kind of jumped back into the console world and like try to, you know, try to, I mean, it's it a pretty smooth landing. <laughs> You know? Yeah, like it was cool to to see the jump in graphics because <laughs> I kind of missed a lot of like the like after I mean I was really into the PlayStation. I think I basically like kind of skipped over the PlayStation Two generation. Okay. Um, because I was like, what was really like I think that was the main system when I was in in college. Like, yeah. Um, so like, yeah, some of those games I I've never played or like the Sega Saturn or what, what have you. Um, but yeah, then yeah, I've been kind of. Uh, playing on both console and PC since then, and just like more and more <laughs> all the time. But actually, this year I haven't been playing too much. It's been like it's like this weird winter slump when like with like uh, I just wound up um, kind of having games I wanted to play, but just like never getting the enough big chunks of time where I yeah could play them. You've got like an hour or two at night. Yeah, and, and like it kind of like de- deflates it, you know. For sure. Uh, so, what's your favorite game of all time? It's a good question. <laughs> Should have prepared <laughs> this better. No, uh, I, th- I don't know. I think like um, at this point, like I think I keep coming back to like Dishonored. Nice. Um, even though it's a recent game, most people pick like old games, but like Dishonored is like this game that I just like enjoyed so thoroughly, and like I never go back to where I really enjoy it. Like where I'm just like, it's like it's a very open world like it, you can it, it kind of it allows you to it'll like give you back whatever you put into it yeah um which is like for some people it is a detraction because like it can be annoying like if you just like don't know what you know don't know what to do and the game doesn't necessarily guide you on how to act right right uh, there's no right or wrong way to play it necessarily yeah but that means that sometimes you could play like a, a boring way right <laughs> or you just yeah. like, <laughs> like zip over the rooftop and you're, rooftops and you're done or you like kill everybody you get into these annoying fights now, do you play do you play non-lethally or do you kill everybody? I played both ways, um, just like I played it a few times now, just like the C. And I, it's really and it's also like I also admire it just because of that flexibility that where you can really play it both ways and it's a totally different game if you play it lethally. Like if you like invest in all your crazy superpowers, like you can just do insane like stunts that are just you know like freeze a guy or you know. Uh, Freeze time, possess a guy, walk in front of his own bullet, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, just this chain reaction of just murder. Yeah, which can be incredibly violent, but also it can just be like like the most non-violent game ever, and you just like, you're never there, you were just a ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. um, so that, I love that um, that aspect of it, where it just really, it's, there are very few games that like, feel like, um, you know, you have so much freedom of, of, um, of interaction or interactivity. Yeah. So like yeah, I think that's that's pretty high up there. I, you know, I also maybe honorable, honorable mention like Bloodborne or Dark Souls. Like those games really like um, feel. I like them because they feel really like meaty and hefty, and like like every every action you're taking like has has a real impact in the world, and like and vice versa. Like you are impacted by the things that are happening. Versus like skimming over the surface as you do with a lot of games, so like, right. that that definitely like as frustrating as they can be in terms of difficulty, like they also just feel like have this really unique clankiness to them that I appreciate. 
awesome. Uh, both great picks. So kind of flashing forward a little bit, you, know, you mentioned that doing kind of uh, motion design work is sort of your main gig. So I, I kind of have a few questions about that. I guess first would be kind of how you got into that and then also how it complements or maybe you know gets in the way of, of being a writer. Well, motion graphics I got into, I, I brought, up, brought up before where um, I, I did like a film major in college and after I graduated, I wanted to, um, you know, get into either like directing or cinematography and, you know, or editing. And I, also, and I tried to get some editing work, but it just like what well, didn't pay anything because they start you off. It's like it's a very like kind of old school apprenticeship mm-hmm. style of work where they just have to work for free for a year before getting any money. So I was like, I can't do this because I had moved to San Francisco <laughs> like after college and like it was just like we had to like pay for rent. Yeah. So um, I it's just not viable. Yeah, it just like was not for me. Um, and I wound up. I, I had new After Effects, which is like a big motion graphics program, just from like using it in in college for some of my um of some of my short films. And I was working on a documentary, and they needed graphics, so I kind of volunteered to work really cheaply, but also like learn on the job. And so I did that like for a year or so and like, or maybe a little less than a year, but like I like was really, you know, I improved greatly during that period and then um, wound up like getting a job at this place, current TV, which like Al Gore created <laughs> this television station uh-huh. that was to, to speak to the youth. So like it had a very like um, MTV esque um, like tone and aesthetic. And the graphics department was really neat because they like gave us a lot of freedom to make to try and make cool things, and that was like another like big jumping off point mm-hmm. for me because I was like working with peers who were like better than me and were teaching me how to do things. And after that, I moved back to New York, and I just like was freelancing, and I you know I worked full time at a few places, and yeah, I just like it, yeah, I kind of once I like kind of. I cut my teeth in San Francisco and like got a few gigs under my belt. It was like just a matter of like keeping at it. And like, it's the kind of gig it's, it's kind of field where, um, if, if you like are hardworking and know the software well enough and are like relatively creative, like you can do pretty well. Cause it's just like a very specialized skill set. Mm-hmm. Or at least it was 10 years ago. I don't think it is so much anymore. <laughs> like <laughs> I think like everybody can do it now. Right, it's a little easier to to learn things online. Exactly, there's more tutorials and what have you. Um, so I kind of I lucked out. I got it when it was like still like very much it like wasn't even being taught in schools for the most part. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've been doing I've yeah I've been doing that for like ten years or a little over that, and it definitely like it's I I find it to be like helpful for me in in thinking about games because games are obviously deeply graphics driven, um, and it's a big part of, um of what makes them games. And while I don't like specialize in 3d graphics, like I still have like a certain language to like understand, um, yeah, how certain like graphical elements fit together and like what makes things look good or bad. And I mean, it definitely influenced me when I was like working on my, um, the piece on black, black skin and games, because Mm -hmm. it's a three, it's basically about 3d art. And like, so 3d art doesn't necessarily appeal, apply only to games. It can apply to like, um, anything or anything with like visual a visual component so i think it was like that helped that was only like helpful to me in terms of like working on that piece 
and and Cuphead as well. Cuphead, um, you know, like it's influenced by Fleischer animation and Disney in the the 20s and 30s, and like a lot of motion graphic stuff is like there's there's definitely some like a lot of overlap with animation and um, where like that stuff's been you know been an influence for for many people like growing up in in like modern the modern animation industry so like i i've seen it before like so it wasn't new to me to see that game created they just like kind of made a game out of it and that was kind of their um their hook mm-hmm. but i think having worked in motion graphics and animation like i was like kind of already a little bit familiar with um their art style so i think that like that also like was helpful just like having that background and yeah i mean i don't know i wouldn't necessarily say it's held me back in any way like like I said, like I, it's really good to have another line of work for me, just because I can. It gives me a f- more freedom to like write whatever I want to write. Uh, yeah. And like so far, I've been lucky, very lucky, in being able to like generally um, find work when I when I need it, and like that's like kept me going. And, like, um, sure, it means I can't write as much, but I'm also like kind of okay with that for now. Like, I'm not trying to like yeah kind of like have a new thing every week like at first i was like oh it's you know you feel some pressure where you're just like you know my i'm not constantly posting new work yeah um but i think the more i'm in the the more i the more i do it like it's it's been about two years now of writing writing and the more Mm -hmm. i do it um the more i'm like i should just like pace myself (laughs) yeah basically quality over quantity yeah you know like i don't want to burn out i don't want to like um, work so hard and then get maybe a negligible result that I just don't want to do it anymore. And I think pacing yeah. myself is the key to that. Awesome. So do you kind of see this being being the course for a while, kind of doing a little bit of both instead of, you know, trying to go f- full force into writing or, you know, only do, you know, only do design work? Yeah, I want to see if I could bridge that gap. I actually, like, ju- I've been working on, like, rebranding my website and everything and, like, I just like made a like homepage that just like has my bio and like a link to like a whole, a separate website for writing and then a separate website for motion graphics. Yeah. I'm going to try and like, it's like, it's definitely awkward because I don't think like, I don't know like what a company is who's like coming to my, what my homepage is going to like think seeing that. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't know. It's worth a shot. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like I can do both and I want to try and like make it work. Yeah, I think it's a really cool combination of skills to have. Um, and as a total side note, I was looking at your reel on your graphics portfolio, and I really, really dug the uh, the bit you did for X Men Apocalypse with the oh, that- kind of sixteen for the sixteen bit characters. Thank you. Yeah, that was super fun to work on. Like, yeah, because it was like, oh yeah, because I think they hit me up. They're like, oh, you know, video games. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I could do this. Or you know about them video games. Yeah, like or I can like direct it, I guess, because we we found really good like. Um, like kind of eight bit artist like mm-hmm. after characters and do some animation. So it was, it was a it was a really neat project. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Uh so you're on my show right now, but you do a podcast of your own called Video Game Hour, is that correct? It is. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, like that's uh kind of the the, the joint project with me and my friend Tavit and we just like we we went to high school together and 
then it kind of did, it fell out of touch and, re- and recently caught up. And then we were, we were both like, oh, you play, video, you play video games? You play video games? Nice. And like kind of, we kind of like bonded over that. And also our love of like talking for about them for hours. So we're like, oh, a podcast makes perfect sense. Yep. And yeah, like uh, the structure is basically covering a game for the hour um, or focusing on like one game that we, we both play and then we both could talk about. And we record very infrequently just because we're both like super busy. Oh, I mean, yeah, this is <laughs> this this is the first episode of the show I've done in two months. So yeah, so you know, I, I can absolutely relate. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just like finding time um, can be difficult, but uh, it's always fun to do because he always has like his own unique perspective, and like I have my own, my own, and then like it, it always good things always come out of discussing it having discussions with him so like it's it's just like a fun it's like a good project that i'm hoping continue for a, a while more because it's like not only are the discussions good but it also like gives me reasons to play games that i might not necessarily try for sure and uh you know as we've kind of covered you, you, you do a lot of different things uh who are the people that inspire you to do what you do um well i mean certainly austin walker as i mentioned like he gave me a big step up in the game like you know he was just immediately in my corner like he just like knew or he like believed in me and all that so like um you know i think it's been it's been good to having him behind or behind me when i'm you know working on this kind of stuff and yeah i mean other writers i like you know like cameron kunzelman is, is really awesome um Keita jackson like uh, Sean, Sean Alexander, like who you know, is like this dev who I, I always I um, keep in touch with. He's working on like Beat, mm-hmm. Beatdown City, and like he's always been like really helpful to me. And like, I mean, he'll like always like seek me out when we're like in a, at a convention <laughs> and just like <laughs> talk my ear off. But he's a good dude. Um, and yeah, just like it's it's been. Um, it's been great. Uh, also, also, like Heather Alexandria, it's yeah, really awesome. She's awesome. Yeah, just like, like, cause she also like, I mean, she just kind of started writing around the same time as, as I did, like, just like very recently. But she just like has so much energy, uh, yeah, to like and like just creates these like really like, intent, like really in depth critiques of games that like you're just like that are just so impressive to, to to read where you're just like you know the amount of work that goes into it. Mm-hmm, absolutely respectful of cool and uh for my last question uh what's what's the future looking like for you any any big plans any big goals any uh any projects we should be on the lookout for i think my future is like kind of you know uh riding steady and <laughs> like um keeping the this this vector that i'm on like at the same level of energy and like commitment because I think I'm in a good place right now. Like it's really winning me a, like award from the game circle. The critic circle is really good, like a good fuel for me. I think to keep like writing and like making, like trying to like make interesting pieces, like trying to re- trying to replicate like the reception and success of like something something like Cuphead, which was like which is which is just means like you know writing essays that are like smartly critical and well researched and um about and like trying to take on topics that don't necessarily have like a lot of um precedent or writing on them so like i'm just going to keep like nailing that or like kind of trying to nail that angle and um i mean like in addition like i'm 
I'm writing a monthly column for Unwinnable. So like that's just a good um, exercise to like strengthen my craft and and have to like and that's what, like even if even though it's monthly, it still feels like a challenge. <laughs> to, like, just just even just having some regularity yeah, to worry about. Some you know? line where you're just like, oh, you have to like hand something in now, and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> deadlines. I can't what just are those? Sit on, yeah, I just can't sit on this. <laughs> I can I have to like make something. Right, right. And that's been really good for like writing pieces I might not necessarily have written because like I just had to write something and like then I'm, I kind of ends up like kind of coming up with a serendipitous um, piece that just like came out of the filament of like yeah yeah whatever. It's good to have a little pressure sometimes. It is. I think I think that that's helpful. You know, I I I try to keep the pressure low just for my own well being, but <laughs> yeah. sometimes you need a little fire under fire under your ass to like absolutely to write a few things but yeah i'm gonna keep it slow and steady and who knows i it's been a good year so far in terms of being able to write so um like hoping to you know i, I got a piece cooking for waypoint like so i'm like i'm st- I'm, I'm, I'm staying busy for sure and i hope i can keep up this pace and like not like get too too burnt out or anything awesome i'm certainly looking forward to everything you're working on and uh, I'll definitely be on the lookout for that monthly column and, and just, you know, more, more of your, more of your awesome research thought provoking pieces. Um, so yeah, Yusef, thanks so much. This has been absolutely awesome. Before you go, where can people keep up with everything you're doing? Uh, yeah. Th- thanks for having me. I, like uh, you can find me on Twitter primarily. Like my Twitter name is YumiYu. And that's kind of where I, you know, post a lot of my or all of my writing and, you know, whatever inane commentary I have on the topic of the day. And, um, yeah, like I like I mentioned, I have my portfolio site, which is just my name. I just like put together a uh, over probably overly complicated WordPress (laughs) website (laughs) to post my articles. But it was kind of, you know, it's just nice to have them in one place. Yeah, for sure. Well, guys, listening at home, definitely follow Yusef. Uh, check out all of his great work. He's got some great writing. He's got a ton of great design work. Uh, maybe if you're a publication, considering hiring him because uh, he writes good stuff, makes good stuff. So, well, as always, this has been People Playing Games. This is a podcast all about people who make the world of games awesome. We are available pretty much everywhere you could get podcasts we are on twitter at ppg podcast i'm on twitter at mike andronico uh, so definitely follow us and uh yeah we will see you guys soon Bye.